this edition of the Redbird Report. I am Cade Heather, sports editor here at the Vedette. Alongside me is my co-sports editor, Jonathan Barless. How are you? Wow, you forgot good friend there, time Cade. I uh, feel like I, mean, I feel like we're a good I feel like we're more than great friends at this well, point now. But yes, it's implied. Uh, is it implied? Are you sure? So. Well, I'm happy to hear that from you. Uh, We got a lot of content for you guys today. We are going to be kind of starting off with basketball as well as football later on in the show. But let's just kind of talk about uh, the two exhibition games the Redbirds had. Uh, Their latest exhibition game was against Augustana uh, College, their Division III school, and the Redbirds barely, I I say barely, very lightly, they won 82-74, to winning over Augustana uh, late. Uh, Kate, a couple things from the game that you kind of saw, things that you kind of... Well, actually, I'll I mean, start off. Why don't, why don't I start off? I actually cover the game. <laughs> so uh, a couple key things that I yeah. saw, we'll start off with that, um, is basically the core four seniors. Uh, we'll start mm-hmm. off with Phil Fan. He had a team-high 23 points. Will Tinsley also contributed with a team-high 11 high rebounds. Uh, he also had 16 points in that game as well. He had made a couple big threes. Zach Copeland also had 17 points. A lot of big key contributors, especially deriving from that senior cast. Mm-hmm. So... In an expedition game as well as Malik Yarborough's first game on the court, uh, he did not play on Tuesday against Lewis. Right. Uh, him and Keyshawn Evans were out due to availability issues, uh, but Malik was on the floor and he looked really good. He he was passing the ball really well. I think he led the team in assists. I think he had five assists that game, and uh, it's very interesting to see how this team is going to gel as well as everyone else as long with the new additions it's going to be a very interesting set of players and i feel like Moore's going to be keen on using their rotations as well he was very uh he, he wasn't really complacent in his key rotations he was more testing out guys see how they would gel in the court all together and i think it worked out for the most part but um i think at the end of the day a little sloppy play here and there kind of outweighs mm-hmm. the talent that they do have and i think these exhibition games are more for getting ready for that regular season yeah yeah i think the exhibition games are great to have i mean some other teams don't have any exhibition games so it's great to see all of your players out there on the court uh working with each other getting to jello with each other when it doesn't actually matter yet um and it was good to see that uh good to see that malik and uh, Keyshawn were out there you know playing with the team as well uh Obviously, Evans only was limited to only 20 minutes. Didn't it didn't start? But. Still nursing that knee injury. He right. had a limited practice the last couple of weeks. Mueller said a shot was off because he hasn't practiced right. in a couple of weeks. But I feel like once the season starts up, we'll get that shot back, and he'll yeah. he'll, he'll be a contribution. Obviously, he's one of the core four guys that are coming back here. Yeah. So I mean, it's just really nice to see him out on the court and playing, getting those minutes and uh, getting those getting those minutes mm-hmm. in. Like I said. Um, but yeah, it was good to see. It was. It's really nice to see Zach Copeland step in and kind of take over that point guard role. As while Evans is sort of limited, I mean Copeland. I mean second uh, team high, seventeen points, and uh, added five rebounds to that as well. Absolutely. And, I mean he 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 showed why he deserves to play. He deserve yeah. he. He has showed why he deserves to be on the court with Malik, with Phil, with Tinsley, with all those guys. And especially as a transfer coming in this season, it's exciting to see a guy as good as Copeland gel with the guys that they already have here. It's like another key piece of the puzzle. And I feel like he's going to be very important moving forward. He's going to be that maybe sixth or seventh rotation. And if if not starting, if not not starting, I mean, he dropped 17 points. He shot almost 41.7 from the field. He played 24 minutes. I mean, he shot fantastic he made a couple of key threes late in the second half it's 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 nice to see another shooter i'm not yeah it's it's nice to see two (laughs) shooters in tinsley and copeland to be those outside guys to be those guys around the arc to make those shots and make sure they keep in close games and another thing augustana kept it close they kept it close they made 
They made the Redbirds run, like have a little run for their money a little bit in the second half. I think at one point the score was eighty to seventy-four with under twenty seconds left, and especially there was there was it was sixty to fifty-two with under twelve minutes left in the game. Yeah. Another seventy to sixty-four. They kept it within yeah, within a single-digit margin. I mean, it's good to see a Division yeah. three school come out like that and give them a nice you know competitive edge right. and head coach of augustana gray giovanni he even said you know this is a big deal for us they can play anybody and they gave us this opportunity their staff did so because they thought we can be competitive and give them something worthwhile and i think we did that mm-hmm. and also he was extremely proud of his kids but nevertheless his team did that that night his team came out and they competed and they gave isu a great showing of you know what's to come and especially in the missouri valley conference we all know what could happen, especially yeah. with Loyola of last year. I mean, right. it's kind of just a toss-up to see who is going to compete that day and who is going to come out and play the right way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to see the Redbirds being put in these situations uh, early on and in games that, like I said, don't necessarily matter. But it's great practice for what's to come this season, especially in the Missouri Valley when you don't really know what to expect. Uh, every day, uh, each team could bring something different. So it's definitely good to see these types of situations being played out uh, or this early in the season. Absolutely. Um, along with that early season call, it kind of comes forth. You see these two exhibition games they've been practicing for a couple months now, or yeah. about a month or so. Couple, right. Yeah, a couple weeks or so. Pra- along with practice, along with the exhibition games, those core four guys in Keyshawn, Tinsley, Yarbrough, and Phil – they're going to be those main guys, the, yeah, be, the, be those guys in those right leadership there. roles. And, you know, judging from practice and, you know, aside their talent, you know, Dan Muller had this to say about what he's seen from the senior leadership group so far. You know, I've talked about I think we have uh, good leadership. I'm, I'm disappointed right now in it, um, mainly from the game we just played because of the maturity that we need to show. And some of those guys who let up were those seniors. I thought they'll play terrific. Um, but, you know, it's 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 not relaxing. It's It's... We keep using the word maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, handling success is harder than handling adversity, and we've got to be able to handle success much better. We showed it last year. We, we're pretty good at handling adversity. Like we'll have hard practice. They're, they're usually great. It's when we get going well that they relax, and, and that can't happen. And that comes down to those four guys. Period. Mm-hmm. It starts with them. Obviously, from that, Muller is, you know, he's more remiss to mention the leadership on the court now, but hopefully they'll be making more of an impact as the regular season starts this or tomorrow at 6 p.m. as yeah. the Redbirds will play Florida Gulf Coast. Cade, from what you have seen, from what you have, you know, covered, I know you covered the game against Lewis, and especially what are some things for the Birds to do in their season opener to make an impact this season, as you know, mm-hmm. make some loud noise in their first game. What, what do you think they have to do to make that impact in the Valley so far? Uh, yeah, I think... I think what they need to do is uh, really hone in on their defensive uh, defensive effort. And, you know, I mean, we saw them give up 74 points against Augustana. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to cut it when it comes to teams like Florida Gulf Coast, you know, uh, other offensive, higher-powered offensive teams. Florida Gulf Coast, I mean, last season averaged about 90 points a game. And last year when ISU lost to them, it was it was a nail-biter. I mean, it was a, like a 10-point difference, 97 points or something that ISU gave up. Absolutely. Wow. And, you know, I think this is a – I think that's what where it all starts. Certainly that's where it all starts mm-hmm. is on the defensive end. Um, and I think that's what they really need to hone in on this season. As we saw last year, ISU kind of di- – didn't start off uh, too hot on the defensive end. They kind of picked it up later on in the season when they started to get hot in general. I think, like I said, that's where it all starts. Um, and more specifically into tomorrow night's game against Florida Gulf Coast, that's a, 
the Eagles, they're they're a completely different team than what from than from what the Redbirds saw last year. Mm-hmm. First off, they have a new head coach who was an assistant coach there before, and they only have one returning starter, and they have three new transfers coming in. Sure, they were there last year watching and everything, but this is their first year coming in and playing. It's going to be a different look. And Dan Muller even told me that he doesn't know what to expect. You know, coming <laughs> coming in. I mean, they have very little tape on this team. It seems as though it's um, full of uncertainty going yeah. towards the first game. I mean, you have yeah. these core four seniors along with all these new guys that can play. They, it's it's been proven that they all can play. I mean, Josh mm-hmm. Jefferson shot, shot great in you know Saturday's game. Obviously, Zach Copeland has proved himself now. So now it's just right. a matter of you know how they all collectively you know contribute to each other and how can they piece it together? Absolutely, you know, and, and it's not and just going to be you know Malik and Phil running up the court you know right. the whole time. This is definitely going to be a team effort if it, they want to see success. Exactly, if they want to see success, if they want to get to where everyone knows they can be, because they have the talent to do it. They have the talent to you know win the Valley Championship. They have the talent to get to the NCAA tournament. There's there's no doubt about talent. Right. Even Muller said that he talent is undeniable yeah, the, he asserts it, that it's all there it's it's all right there it's a matter of piecing it all together um the isu just like florida gulf coast they're kind of a high high powered offense mm-hmm. you know run fast up and down the court uh get a lot of possessions uh get as many shots up as you can i mean just keep scoring points really and uh it's going to come down to efficiency um on on the offensive end you know i mean you're going to be putting up a lot of shots but you got to be making uh a decent amount of those you know and uh <laughs> If you if you want to be if you want to outscore the opponent, um, but like I said, I mean with with a high powered offense or fast fast paced offense facing other fast paced offenses, you know it, it comes at, at that point it's kind well. of a shootout. Absolutely, it's, it comes down to the defensive end. Mueller has talked about with us and especially in his press game or post game press conferences, mm-hmm. uh, he's he has seen better from his players and their defensive abilities. Obviously, moving forward, they need to stay consistent in their defense. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they got a little lazy. Augustana runs up 74 points in them on the end. And even Malik Yarbrough told you know told me and told everyone else that was present there that, you know, Augustana gave him a good look for Florida Gulf Coast. You know, uh, he said, you know, they're a lot like Florida Gulf Coast. They run a lot. They shoot the ball a lot. They, sh- uh, they try to get within the first two seconds. And I think we just got out of place. And I think that's something we need to work on. Hopefully, these next, you know, these last couple of days, They've been able to fine-tune the things to get ready for this season opener at home, which is going to be a big one. This is going to be a, a yeah. statement game to see what all the hype is about, and they need to come out and prove it and need to come out and show everyone that they're the team they've, they've been saying they are. They've been, they yeah, need I mean, to come in, out and in, in recent years past, I mean, Florida Gulf Coast has been a, like, tournament, I mean, bubble team kind of, and mm-hmm. this is this is a big game. I mean, it's the first game of the season, but when you look back, I mean, Fast forward to February and March, and you're going to look back at those non-conference uh, games, those non-conference wins, and this this will definitely be a big one as Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, obviously, yeah, they have some new players, uh, a new coach, and we'll see how they do this year. But I mean, in in just a few recent years, I mean, they've they've been pretty successful. Absolutely. And this new head coach of theirs has been there for all of that for all of that as well. So. I mean, we'll see what they look like. If they're, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to be exactly the same as what we've seen them be in the past. But I mean, there's going to be definitely a lot of similarities in that Absolutely. offense. And I mean, we'll see. It's, it's going to be, be a big it, test. It, it should be. It's, it should it's be an gonna, offensive shootout. Absolutely, I, I, I imagine it's going to be a big test for the Redbirds, especially in their season opener. ISU opens up against Florida Gulf Coast tomorrow at 6 p.m. at Redburn Arena. Shifting gears here, let's talk some football here, Cade. Uh, Alrighty, ISU. 
Yeah. Third straight loss. Yeah. Um, That's a big what one. do you have to say? Why don't you start this one? It's a big loss. I mean, they they went up to Northern Iowa. They uh, did not start well. Once again, again, it, once again, starting it's, off a, slow it's in another the first slow half. start, and they lost twenty six to sixteen. It was another second half effort that just fell way too short. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. just it just fell way too short. I mean, the the running game just never got going again. James Robinson, I mean, all all season long we thought he was going this, to be this guy's an NFL talent. I mean, this guy, I mean, you know what I mean? This this guy if is you consistently star, put star of the team absolutely. and everything and and past 2 weeks now we have seen nothing from the running game. It's it's disappointing, really. Yeah. It's 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 kind of sad to see to, you know, have James and Markell rush for over 100 yards pretty much almost every game leading up to the last pretty week. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's more of along the lines of what we said last weekend or last week when we did our podcast on Thursday. Uh, we didn't. We hope to not see a repeat of last year, and we still hope we don't see that. But you know, with two weeks left, the way things are moving, Indiana State and Youngston State, both of them, you know, not the greatest of teams, but still a challenge for us, right? There's still a challenge yeah. for ISU, rather. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see if how they're going to come back from these three straight losses on a three-game losing streak right now. Still away. <laughs> yeah, and they're still away in Indiana State. I mean, in, in a couple of years, I mean, the last few years, yeah, I mean, Indiana State has always been kind of the bottom <laughs> team of the Missouri Valley and all that. But right now they're 5-4, and four, same record as ISU. And they're 3-3 three and three in conference, which is one more win than ISU. And... Coming off of last week, their quarterback, Ryan Boyle, yep. uh, he was named Stats FCS National Offensive Player of the Week. Indiana State put up 51 points against uh, South Dakota. And That's a career overtime, game for him. Three man. overtime win. Uh, and Indiana State, that, that offense has been putting up a lot of points recently. It's dangerous. They got a, they got a top running back in the league. Um they're, it's, they're dangerous. I mean, this is going to be another game that exactly. ISU is going to have to get off to a fast do you think, start. Do you think uh, and the loss of last week against Northern Iowa, do you think that contributes to the unhealthy defense? I mean, Willie Edwards, I mean, Willie Edwards, Christian Uphoff played maybe not 100%. Didn't really uh, I mean, see the field a lot. I mean, maybe a little bit, but for the most part, I think that, I mean, they they all said it in, in the postgame. Spack and uh, Dick Xavier, Kelly Martin, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone in the – even uh, Braxton, Braxton Haley. I mean, they all said the defense was just put in bad situations all game long. I mean, they had a couple turnovers. The the offense just was not executing. They they were punting way too many times. They're giving. They're putting. The, they're putting themselves in bad situations on defense. Bad field position. And I mean, when you get backed up like that, there's only so much you can do. Absolutely. Obviously, I mean, they were not executing on some of these plays, but there's only so much you can do in certain situations. I mean, it's it's, I, I it's think, hard. It's tough to see that. And then speaking of the offense, uh, Jake Colby was kind of put in an unfortunate situation as well. Yeah. Obviously, Jake Colby, the senior quarterback, uh, he was the Redbirds starter from 2016 to 2017. Lost a job to Brady Davis in preseason camp. Uh, Davis nursing a shoulder injury as of late. Uh, he did mm-hmm. not play in Saturday's game due to that injury last week on a weird run on the sideline. Uh, do you think Brady's impact was missed? Or do you think this is something bigger? Do you think this is a bigger problem that we've seen the past couple yeah. of weeks where it's, you yeah. know, Brady's more complacent, he's getting sacked, he's not putting away the ball when he needs to, he's letting his offensive line crumble underneath him, and he's not making those right. smart plays. So, I mean, Colby obviously is just – he, he he did his best. Right. He he right. played as well as he could, and that's all you can ask from your guy. That's all you can ask from your captain, your senior quarterback. Yeah. But do you think Davis makes an impact this week 
as well as Col- like in in comparison to Colby, like does Davis's impact really matter against Indiana State this weekend, or is it something I mean, I bigger? Think th- I think it is something bigger. I mean, we saw Colby; he made he did throw two interceptions at Northern Iowa, but he was sacked three times. Uh, he a lot of times he didn't have a lot to work with. Uh, he was moving around a little more than I mean, obviously he wanted to or expected, uh, but he he still threw twenty one for. Tw- for 27 mm-hmm. through two touchdowns i mean he did as much as he could out there he was completing passes through for 180 yards found spencer schnell seven times mm-hmm. uh it's a good know, game I think it's a solid he, game for yeah me. he put together a really solid game the two interceptions obviously were key and 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 like i said earlier that's what put the the defense in bad situations and i think isu really just beat themselves early in the game and mm-hmm. they didn't get off to to the hot start that they obviously expected to or wanted to um and yeah i really don't think it's so much that it was the uh the the uh, brady davis not being in there it was exactly just, and it comes down to and spack has said it in the past as well it's all about how we handle adversity and how they're handling adversity right now it's not up to par. It's it needs to be more, and especially yeah. from what Spack has told you in the press conference. You know, we move forward. We have to try to figure things out. Why the slow starts are happening? We just couldn't get anything going on offense early in the game. Full first hat was abysmal, really. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, that's, that's a what, word for the, word for what he said. He said, he said he said it was abysmal right, right after Northern Iowa game. And do you think that attributes to? how the offense plays in the first half because i feel like as the game goes on the offense gets a little more comfortable right. they calm down in the second half to come out there and they score two touchdowns three touchdowns yeah. and they put up these points in the second half but and then these it slow starts to be too little too little too late you know they put up 13 points in the fourth quarter but it was just too late you Absolutely. know before then they only had three points and as you a, just can't get off to these slow as starts. a head coach how do you fix something like this? How do you fix a player's mentality coming out of the game and coming out to the game, rather, instead of coming out in the second half being ready to play? Do you think that comes along the lines with, you know, where they are? Do you think it goes along the lines with, you know, a team's repertoire, their personnel, mm-hmm. especially against you and I? I mean, you and I, we didn't discredit them last week. You and I, obviously, one yeah. of the better teams in the Valley right now. Um, right. They they did everything they could to win and they, they ended mm-hmm. up winning. Yeah. So a couple of things with that. The offensive line still how do you how do you feel about this offensive line right now? I mean I think they're I think they're uh proving to be young. I mean <laughs> as the season has gone on, we've kinda of seen them decline overall. I mean they sacked Colby three times. Mm-hmm. It was towards the end of the first half that uh Spack decided to make a change at center. He took out Garrett Hirsch. Put in Drew Bones at center. That was that was after a third sack, and mm-hmm. he said he, uh, word for word, I, I don't know if it's word for word, but he said he had seen enough, and <laughs> you just can't block. I mean, he he said they face they face these defenses every day in practice. It's a one on one block, and you, you know you just got to be able to block these guys. And the offensive line, I think, has proven to be young as the season has gone on. <sighs> You know, it's it's it's, it's rough. If I mean, it's a, it's a reoccurring problem, yes. It's not, it's, yeah. it's frustrating to see, I know, a team with this much talent, you know, yeah. falter as much as they have. They've gone from you know at one point seven and eight in the Valley rankings to twenty two in the, in the yeah. stats. Yeah. Uh, still uh, number eleven in coaches poll. Uh, yeah, I think they went down to like fourteen, 14. Or, or somewhere around fourteen. That I know they're twenty two in uh, stats at least, yeah. but that that's still a big. That's a hurdle. That's a hurdle they need to come over. Um, 
previewing this weekend, Indiana State puts up 34 points per game. ISU down a lot. At one point, they had 42.5 points per game. Now they're at 32.4. Uh, obviously, the offensive production is not where it has been earlier in the season, as we've seen Brady Davis you know, win NBC Newcomer of the Week three times this season, putting mm-hmm. up those kind of numbers. Yeah. And now without him... Jake Colby in question. Davis still in question with his shoulder. Still yeah. nursing that this week as we go through practices once more. It's going to be an interesting matchup to see, especially since Indiana State, you know, came out with a great momentum victory yeah. against South Dakota State in South Dakota. So, right. I mean, I don't. I don't even know who's going to be starting this week at quarterback for the Redbirds. Is it Colby or Davis? We we don't know yet. Um, you know, Davis is his injury is still questionable. Colby looked pretty good. I mean, he looked pretty good out there, and he held his own. Um, we don't know that yet. It's all up in the air currently. It's all and up in the air, and it's pretty much we're just going to have to wait back and see what happens. Uh, do you think, especially against Indiana State, they do have two games left, one against Indiana State this week and then next week against Youngston State at home. Mm-hmm. Do these two games mean more than anything, more <laughs> more, more important than any other game that they've played this season? Well, judging I mean, from their playoff contention. I mean, yeah, obviously, judging it for a playoff picture, I mean, these these two are must-wins. I mean, there's there's no question about it. You know, earlier in the season, we're looking at North Dakota State. Obviously, that was the biggest that was the biggest game of the season at the, at the time. Um, that was maybe not necessarily a must-win because you know it's at North Dakota State. They're the best team in the in the conference for years, and. It would have been more of a shocker if we if if ISU had gone up there and won. So maybe it wasn't so much a must win. Mm-hmm. These two games are clearly must win games. Uh, they're they're really down to do or die. You know, this is really the do or die situation. If they lose, they're they're pretty much out. So it's it's essentially. It. And Spack has said it in the past. Every Saturday is a playoff game, and you know they yeah. have to treat it like it's a playoff game. They have Man. to come out with that intensity from the get go. They can't, you know, they can't stay complacent mm-hmm. they can't you know be weary they can't be nervous they have to come out and play like they played in the beginning of the season because yeah. that's that's yeah Illinois State was very successful in the early it's season a, they were undefeated at one point they were four and one you know they yeah. had they handled some adversity early on but for the most part they did their job right and the defense was probably the catalyst for all of that and right. you know to see that defensive front you know kind of tired kind of banged up a little bit that's just kind of how it goes it's kind of have you have to have this next man up mentality and I hope mm-hmm. That we see it this weekend against Indiana State, Cade. Really hope so. Your prediction? <laughs> what do you think, buddy? Uh, I, I know, I know. I uh, <laughs> I think I picked you and I last week, so that's a, that's a that's a W. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did yeah, pick you, you and I. You and I. Right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, first time you went against the birds. And I you were first time I went against yeah, the birds, and yeah, I was you were right. Still correct. I'm so. very sad about that, but Cade. This week at Indiana State, I think the the Sycamores are Sycamores are soaring for for. For whatever reason, I mean, they're they're, uh, they're five and four. They're making a mo- they're making moves. They're trying to get in the playoff picture, mm-hmm. and their quarterback is hot. Obviously, player of the week in the in in the FCS, and they have the top running back in in the valley in Jaquan Keys. I mean, this guy is explosive. He averages 135 yards a game, 13 touchdowns, leads the conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's. Like he's, said, real he's, a, he's, 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 he's the real deal. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. I think this offense is the real deal. They put up 51 points this last week. And with ISU kind of crumbling here, um, <laughs> another road test, another valley test. I th- I, I, I think Ooh, Indiana State is going to pull this one it. out. Oh wow! I am going to say thirty-four to twenty-seven. Wow! All right, Indiana State. That's a touchdown. That's a touchdown, uh, yeah, huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, 
you know, we've been sitting in here a couple weeks. We've been close to the team. We've been watching every game, every snap pretty much. And, you know, this week we have number one versus number two, in my mind, in running backs. Jaquan yeah. Keys, obviously, the number one it back. Is. He has 13 touchdowns. He has 948 yards. James Robinson, number two, a little bit ahead of him in yards, but three touchdowns behind. James Robinson has 10 and also 961 rushing yards on the year. It's going to be a matter of how both of these running backs will play because they're stars. Mm-hmm. Star players need to play like star players in star situations. And this week for Illinois State, this is a star situation. James Robinson, he needs to step up. Yeah. He, this is this is his this is his week to show why he's the touted back that he is. So along with those lines, offensive line production and to create that space for Robinson to move is going to also be important. So if they can get this ground game going, it'll be easier for Colby or Davis, whoever he decides, right. or whoever he decides who's healthy enough to put in. It's going to come down to how this run game is going to enact everything else, and along with the defensive side of it. Hopefully, they'll be more healthy this week with another week of practice underneath their belt. And, you know, God willing, they can get it all done. Uh, Like I said before, this is going to come down to the run game. I feel like with the one and two backs, it's going to be just ground and pound. And Kurt Beathard, he's going to come out aggressive. I know I've I've heard some things that, you know, he's been a little more, you know, kind of like not conservative in the first half. And then he comes out and then, you know, calls more plays toward the aggressive side. But I feel like this is a weekend where they will turn it around. I feel like this is a win. They they are due. I think after three. I think I think they're due for a win and I think James will come out and shine away this past all season. So I'm going to go a closer margin than that much. I know Indiana State puts up a lot of points, but I think I'm gonna go twenty eight to twenty one birds. I think they're gonna get up by a score. I know Indiana State is capable of putting up a lot of points, but if Christian Uphoff and Willie Edwards come back and come back healthy, fully healthy rather I feel like this is going to be a game where everything's going to click on all cylinders, and that's me being optimistic. I hope. Right. I see. I see the potential in that, but nevertheless, we have to wait and see. Let's hope the birds are able to stump the sycamores. Okay. Do you have anything else for the people here? Uh, not too much, other than just follow the coverage, read our stories. I mean, tomorrow <laughs> we got uh, Florida Gulf Coast for the men's basketball home opener, season opener. Absolutely. And that's the that's the next game on our slate. Uh, the Redbirds will be playing Indiana State. Redbird football will be playing yep. Indiana State in Terry Hill, Indiana this Saturday. Yep. Noon kickoff. Me and Cade will be at the basketball game tomorrow. Follow our live coverage at Vedette Sports and keep up with the latest on everything at Illinois Sports at VedetteOnline.com. This has been the Redbird Report. I'm Cade, or I'm John. He's Cade. <laughs> We're together, sports editors. Stay hot, birds. We'll see you guys next week.